Welcome to another episode of the Community Board Podcast with your host Miguel Valdez and I'm here today with my friend Dave. Dave, your last name, can you pronounce it please? Sure, Katsonas. Uh, and you are the manager of Rochester Downtown right. Farmer's Market, did I say it right? Yes. How you been, man? Very good. You know, it's summer. Everything's good in the summer. I know. So for our friends who are listening outside of Rochester, can you describe how the... What is the Rochester downtown farmer's market? Well, we're just located right outside of downtown. Um, we're a growers-only farmer's market that hosts roughly 100 family farmers from the surrounding area. So everybody who sells their market is the grower of what they're selling, and they're growing within 50 miles of Rochester and within Minnesota. Okay, within Minnesota. Yeah. How, how far are we from the Iowa border? You're pretty About close, 40 right? 40 miles. Oh, okay. So. But it have to be Minnesota growers? Yeah, we do have a couple who are from Iowa um, who have just been part of the market for a very long time. Okay. And so as the market grew up, they added more and more rules. Uh, so these folks have been, you know, there's two. Granted. Yeah, they've been grandfathered in. Okay. Yeah. And you mentioned to me you've been working with the uh, farmer's market for six years, is that right? Yeah, I'm just uh, wrapping up my sixth summer. So. Okay. And um, what is the story be or the history behind before that? Do you, do you Can you share or do you know some of it? Uh, you know, I've tried to track it down and, and it really depends on who you ask to what yeah. story you get. Um, so I've heard a couple different stories. The one I like is that it started out with um, four different farmers uh, who all kind of banded together to try to be able to sell directly to the consumer. Um, you know, historically, farmers get a very small percentage of the retail price of the mm -hmm. foods. Uh, so this was an opportunity for them to come together uh, and get the full, you know, retail price. And so from the four, it grew slowly over time. Uh, they started out in 1985. Um, wow, 85. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so some of the original growers are still part of the market today. Um and it's moved, it's been in several different locations. Uh, most of those places have completely changed, but, uh, and, and I've lived in Rochester now for about nine years, and so things have changed before I even got here, but. Uh, yeah, I remember, I don't know if you were here in town when it used to be by the parking lot of the high school here, the Catholic school there. Okay, no, in, that was before my time. Lourdes, Lourdes High School. Uh, I went there a few times when I used to be in the parking lot. And it used to be uh, in the parking lot of the old library. I, I, I think that that was on like 3rd and Broadway South. Okay. Um, and it was by CJ's I in see. the parking lot yeah. uh, for a while. Um, it's been where it is since I've been living in town. Okay. And where did you move from? I moved here from uh, Riverside County, California. Where is that by? Uh, it's east of L.A., east L.A., kind of 50 miles east. Okay. Um, so I, I didn't live there very long. I didn't care for it a whole lot. Uh, there's just too many people. Yeah. Uh, I moved there from Portland where I lived for 17 years and kind of moved around. I was I, I started out in Minneapolis. I was born in Minneapolis. Oh, I see. Um, and uh, kind of East Lake Street. Yep. Uh, and 
moved around quite a bit. So I moved from Minnesota to North Carolina to Utah to Portland, Oregon, coast Southern to Cal, coast. <laughs> kind of bouncing around. But nice. I'm back home now. Where in North Carolina? Wilmington. Okay. Uh, it's uh, southeast Cape Fear. Um, I live in South Carolina for a year. I live in Columbia okay. for a couple months and then Greenville there for my senior year as exchange student. Went back to Mexico, but uh, it was it was a good experience. The, the East Coast, I, I really like the, the Midwest. Yeah. And I have some family in, in California, but I, I like the Midwest. You know, I hate winter. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Get that out of the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I grew up here, so I know what I'm in for. But, you know, I would keep trying to move to the south because it's warmer. Yeah. Um, but just don't like living down there. It just never really worked for me. Um, yeah. It's just a little too different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, how do you see, like you said, the winter? You, the, you're not happy with it. How do you see uh, the transition with the farmers? into the winter i mean mm. how do they do you have different uh people participating on the summer because you do a summer farmer's market may through october right. and then you're about to change now on starting november correct at the far, at the fairgrounds yeah what building are you going to be on we'll be in number 35 which is a new building for us uh, it'll be a new location for us this year okay. it's kind of on the northeast uh, edge of the fairgrounds. No more animal smell. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little bit cleaner. Uh, it's a little bit, yeah, less perfumed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, okay. and it has windows, okay. so it'll be really so. nice. I have some really good natural lighting. It should feel really good in there. How room. many people do you guys, so vendors, do you fit in, in the site? Uh, we have room for 33. Wow. So, I mean, in the summer, when we're really full, like in August during the peak, we'll have maybe 70 different families set up selling. Uh, and then um, in the winter, it yeah, drops down to 30. And are those some of the same families? Yeah. Uh, so our roster is about 100. Okay. Um, and from that, you know, no one ever, not all of them ever come on the same day. But uh, so you need to be a member of the market to sell at the market. So everybody's part of that 100 mm -hmm. roster. Um, you know, a lot of folks are, are produce vendors. Um, a lot of folks just rent land uh, and, and grow produce. And so when winter comes, they're done and they're happy about it. And, uh, yeah. you know, they might take a vacation or they just might watch Netflix and chill. You know? um, <laughs> that's good. I know. I, I that's, that's what I do with the pedicabs. May through October 31st. And at this point, I'm kind of, like you said, doing creating my list on netflix for yeah. do those long nights it's all right you know yeah it's fine up and uh, you know take the winter off that's good you know so uh, what about for you as a manager how does that change the dynamic with the with the vendors or it's pretty much at this point is in a cycle yeah i i would say it's pretty much in a cycle you know it's like Right now I'm prepping, uh, getting everything ready for the winter market. Um, and because we're in a new building, there's a little bit more as far as coordinating it, who's gonna go where and, and who gets to make those calls and, and stuff. But- uh, the hour, Are the hours the same? No, it's a little bit shorter. It's from nine till noon. 
Okay. And uh, it's not every Saturday. It's, it's roughly every other Saturday. And we have the dates on our website, which is rochesterdowntownfarmersmarket.org. Okay. What um, do you eat meat? Are you, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I saw, I was checking the site, and it mentions some of the vendors. Uh, they sell duck eggs, chicken eggs, and what other kind? Oh, I suppose just duck and chicken right <laughs> okay. now. Um, but then there's all kinds of, you know, meat products. Uh, we have, um, you know, beef, chicken. Do they sell uh, buffalo too? We have, we have buffalo, although a buffalo vendor doesn't come in the winter anymore. Okay. He's kind of starting to slow down uh, a little You bit. used to have uh, somebody from Wisconsin who used to bring some trout from a trout farm. Do you have any trout? No, we don't have fish right now. Uh, it was really interesting. We were we were speaking with a guy this summer, or I mean earlier this spring. He uh, he's from just north up Highway 52, a little ways, and he fishes salmon off the coast of Alaska with his family, and they have their own boat and they do all their own processing. and And we he wanted to join our market. And we talked about it for a while, uh, but just decided that you know we're really going to keep our local product we're okay. going to keep it keep it local and really adhere to our 50 yeah. mile and within minnesota rules um you know even though this guy had a really good product yeah it's kind of exciting yeah this guy the i remember the trout because they had some i remember they had some uh flyers a pamphlet and i i took it and i said how far is it so it was just across the bridge from wabasha okay and the other side by pepin and uh we went and checked it out. It was really nice setup, little pond, and hmm. especially mostly for kids. And you, you, you were able to get your trout out, and they clean it for you, and then you take the. Otherwise, they also they were cooking it, and they're in the site if you wanna. But uh, and then we tried to. We went and looked again for them, and they they closed the, the trout farm. But oh, that's I know that's too bad. it was really nice. I mean, what else? Fresh out of the. Out of the water. Well, we had a guy who was probably three years ago um, who was in Rushford area and he was renting out uh, an old fish hatchery. And so we had some trout. It was like three, I think it was three years ago. Uh, but he only lasted, he just stayed one year. He couldn't keep up with demand, which was, I thought, a great problem to have. Um, yeah. But uh, he made some changes, and I think he's trying to get reestablished, and he's down kind of more in the Preston area now. Um, and hopefully he'll be coming back to the market because we really liked having the fish. Uh, more and more, um, we'll start to see fish with uh, in-grow, indoor growing facilities that are, that are becoming kind of popular mm -hmm. um, and people doing vertical growing inside uh, warehouses yep. and stuff. Uh, fish are kind of the byproduct of, of the, a lot of those systems. Um, and so we'll start to see some of that fish. Very nice. Uh, hopefully soon. Just somebody's got to be doing it at, at, at a high enough level mm -hmm. where they have enough fish for sale. So uh, question, where, where are the hot items at this time of the year? Well, this time of the year, you know, we just kind of had our first gentle frost. <clears throat> so the other night, um, yeah. what was it? Friday night, Saturday morning, and that'll have t that'll take out some of the produce. So we'll lose things like basil and peppers, um, maybe tomatoes, uh, eggplant, okra. Those kinds of things will probably be 
pretty Spawned much out. done. Yeah. So um, right now, uh, some of our farmers have heated greenhouses, so they're really starting to ramp things up in their heated greenhouses. So there'll be a, a, a kind of new tomatoes coming out um, and fresh greens for salads and uh, a lot of things that you wouldn't expect to see in yeah, I have, winters. I have. Um, but right now at our outdoor market, you know, there's still sweet corn, apples, uh, squash, um, and other root veggies, onions. Uh, kale does really well after the first frost. What about the those um, Brussels sprouts? Yeah. They come late, right? We have those now. Oh, so, they're uh, Yeah. Um, and so those kind of fall, kind of more fall foods. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I was checking also on, on the site uh, about volunteer. How do you guys have the collaboration with the Rochester Family Services with the trying to other volunteers? How how do you guys take volunteers? Or what is the role of a volunteer? What do they do in case somebody's listening and would like to get involved? Well, we've had, um, there's all sorts of ways, you know, there's, there's at the market itself, you know, and so at the market itself, we can always use help with setting up the market first thing in the morning mm -hmm. um sometimes you know like in the summer when we're a little busier uh helping with events special like the chef demonstrations or the kids day events that we have um and then at the end of the day ha helping us break down mm -hmm. pack everything up for the day uh also we have a uh, friends of the farmers market committee uh where we're kind of do fundraising and networking Um, the, it's really important for the farmer's market. It's one of our goals is to find a permanent location, um, a place where we can be for years and years. Uh, okay. One place where we can have our summer markets and we can have our winter markets. So the site that you have now is a, a partnership within the city? Is yeah. that a city-owned lot? It is city slash county okay. uh, for their employees, parking lot, and um You know, it's uh, it's it's been great to be there. Uh, I you know Rochester's growing. Um, that parking lot is in a beautiful location, right on the yeah. river with grass. And I just uh, I, I, have a, yeah. I have a hard time imagining that it's going to be a parking lot for years to come. I know it's right on the kitty corner they're building. So yeah, um, you know, so yeah, things change, and uh, so we're, we're we are looking for a permanent site. Okay. What about, um, I was looking in also on the site, the, um, oh, I just went away, the idea I was going to, or the question on the, uh, regarding the, so you, we talk about the location and the volunteers. Oh, the other thing was, let me see, I had it here. Oh, my computer went, went to sleep. That's all right. Anyways, we'll come back later. Okay. <laughs> okay, so this November, what what is the day that you guys going to start at the at the fairgrounds again? Our first indoor market at the fairgrounds will be November fifth. November fifth. So we'll be there the first three weekends of November, uh, the fifth, the twelfth, and the nineteenth, and then we'll start in uh, every other week. And uh, I also saw that you have opportunities for individuals who w would like to perform. Uh, do you have a lineup already, or have people already? Do they contact you and say, "I want to come and and play"? 
how does that work yeah. and somebody want to um you know i i love it when people send me an email uh say hey what do you have open when can i how can i play at the market uh, we're really open you know we're about building community um and part of our community are the local musicians uh i used to be a musician um in a previous life, life. you know <laughs> uh and so I really like to uh, be able to help the, these folks get some exposure. Um, it really adds to the market, to the ambience of the market. Uh, you know, so um, sometimes people just show up, and well, I appreciate when they reach out to me beforehand. Yeah. You know, if somebody just shows up with their guitar, I usually find a spot for them too. You know. Uh, yeah, and I also see that you have uh, opportunities or for agencies or somebody who would like also to share information have a table uh that for that i see that definitely is recommended to contact you guys ahead of time yeah you so, know in general i like to know who's there yeah just, and i'm not a complete control freak but, no you know, but to have a spot yeah. you you know assign a table or or yeah. a spot for them to and so to have with, their materials so during the summer you know uh we, we welcome you know nonprofits to set up right pretty much right at our main entrance uh there's room along the grass for folks to have a small table and, and give out information or collect uh, names for their mailing lists, those kinds of things. Yep. So what kind of music do you used to play? Oh, uh, rock and roll, punk rock bands, kind of. Uh, generally, usually pretty heavy stuff. Uh, and then just complete opposite, uh, really ambient uh, kind of noise space. Elevator. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff too. So, uh, when I lived out in Portland, um, I, w I would, I would play. Uh, I was for hire. Yeah. And so I'd play with your band for fifty bucks a night in town, hundred bucks out of town. H how accurate is that Portlandia show? How how accurate is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's <laughs> right on. You know. Uh, you know. Um, my friends in Portland hate it. Uh, my friends in Portland say that it killed Portland. Um, <laughs> They can't stand it, uh, most of them. Um, I've been gone long enough. I, I it's, sometimes it's it. right on. You know, <laughs> put a bird on it. That was uh, that was right on. That's a good show. Yeah. So David, thank you for coming by. And uh, anything that you want to share about the farmers market? I think that uh, for folks who aren't familiar with the farmers market, it is uh, one of my favorite places in town. Uh, How did you get involved on it? How did I get yeah, involved? Yeah, I just started with the market. Oh, I had been working. Oh, I had moved here. I'd been working odd jobs. Uh, I ran the karaoke machine at the Holiday Inn. Um, when it was a Viking Lounge? Yes, in the Viking Lounge. And then uh, I was working for the Census Bureau. And, you know, I would just kind of take whatever yeah. odd jobs I could get. And a friend of mine saw that the farmer's market was hiring. So do you know uh, Carrie at that time? Or no, you? I didn't know her at the time. Okay. Uh, so I applied. I, I was a customer of the farmer's market. It was pretty regular. Mm -hmm. uh, but I saw that they were hiring, so so I applied. And I interviewed pretty well. Um, and I think the fact that, uh, one, I was from Portland, and so the local movement uh, and healthy foods, uh, kind of ahead of the curve coming from Portland a little bit, so I could really speak to that. Uh, having been a, a touring musician, um, really good at promoting on no bud, you know, with no budget, um, and just getting out there and uh, putting on a show, 
those things, you know, I've, I've been doing for years and years, and those things are really similar to what I do as the farmer's market manager. Um, and uh, and so how you landed really in Rochester, and, or you still have family in Minnesota area yeah, since you're from so Minneapolis? I'm from Minneapolis. I moved from Portland to, to Southern California, and it was just horrible, and there were too many people, and, um, yeah, I just, I got, I was scared, and I came home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I drove once, and... The whole California, almost from from L.A. to San Diego, and then cross Tijuana all the way to Rosarito, oh, wow. Rosarito, Ensenada, and then from Ensenada all the way to to San Francisco, and it's a beautiful state, but it's so crowded. Yeah, especially the L.A. area. You know, it's just because I had to, expensive. I live 50 miles out of L.A., and I had a friend who had a recording studio on Melrose in L.A., right across the street from Paramount Studios. Uh, it was really cool building it. It had been a recording studio for like 100 years. Uh, Bing Crosby and Bob Hope recorded there. Um, and just had really great energy. Yeah. Uh, all the machines were from like the late 50s, early 60s, and... So they did a lot of recording of rockabilly bands because they could make them sound like they were from the yeah. time, you know. And uh, I was offered a job there, you know, with my buddy. And uh, it would take two and a half hours to drive that 50 miles. Uh, you know, so after a couple of times, you know, spending five hours a day in the car, I was done. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I'm not going to I know, I'm a slow anymore. driver, rather slow driver. And driving in those A-lines, highways, it was... And I was going fast, and people just kept passing you oh. from both sides. Well, you're lucky if traffic is moving at all. You yeah, know, like yeah, because it was when, where I was. What I was driving was just stop and go for 50 miles. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. yeah, but it's it's, it's I, I guess that's why I love the Midwest, and I love the the seasons. Like this time of the year is, I guess, yeah. To, for me, it's kind of my favorite. Not too hot, it's chill, but no, no crazy, crazy cold. So, anything else that we want to share on the on the garden? I well, mean, on the farmer. Yeah, market. just you know, the farmers market. It's a great place to come to. It's a wonderful community. Super family uh, friendly. Yeah, people I love it. there are happy. That's one of my favorite things about the market is that, you know, I rarely get complaints from folks. I mean, it's just people there are happy. Um, the farmers market must be pretty much what folks expect. Nobody seems too surprised or <laughs> bent out of shape. Um, have you have any crazy story that you want to share from the farmer's market? No. Uh -oh. Everything is <laughs> no crazy. No. Uh -uh. no, it's really nice. And, uh, yeah, not too far out of the ordinary. It's good. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, thank you for stopping by. And please check. Uh, you guys have a Twitter account? We are. We're Twitter. We're uh, Raj Farmer's Market. Uh, we're on Facebook, Rochester Farmers, Rochester Downtown Farmers Market. Yep, and uh, there they can get your yeah. get to your link on your website, which has tons of updates. I can yeah. see it's really yeah, nice. Yeah, Rochester Downtown Farmers org is our website, and all the information's there. And if you need to get a hold of me, you can do so through yep. there. All right. Well, thank you for stopping by, and remember, friends, uh, follow us on Twitter on Community Board. Uh, on Facebook, also on Community Board, and our uh, on our website, smartrightnetwork.net, and uh, we're gonna be putting all the information on the Rochester downtown farmers market, and uh, 
stay tuned. And if you want something to share with the community, please contact us and uh, we'll make it happen. Bye-bye.